Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 68, verses 1 through 19, beginning on page 419. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. Like as the smoke vanisheth, so shalt thou drive them away. And like as wax melteth at the fire, so let the ungodly perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. Let them also be merry and joyful. O sing unto God, and sing praises unto his name. Magnify him that rideth upon the heavens. Praise him in his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. He is a father of the fatherless, and defendeth the cause of the widows, even God in his holy habitation. He is the God that maketh men to be of one mind in a house, and bringeth the prisoners out of captivity, but letteth the renegades continue in scarceness. O God, when thou wendest forth before the people, when thou wentest through the wilderness. The earth shook, and the heavens dropped at the presence of God, even as Sinai also was moved at the presence of God, who is the God of Israel. Thou, O God, sentest a gracious rain upon thine inheritance, and refreshest it when it was weary. Thy congregation shall dwell therein, for thou, O God, hast of thy goodness prepared for the poor. The Lord gave the word, great was a company of women that bear the tidings. Kings with their armies did flee, and were discomfited. They of the household divided the spoil. Though ye have lain among the sheepfolds, yet shall ye be as the wings of a dove, that is covered with silver wings and her feathers like gold. When the Almighty scattered kings for their sake, then they were as white as snow and salmon. As the hills of Bashan, so is God's hill, even a high hill as a hill of Bashan. 
Why mock ye so, ye high hills? This is God's hill, in which it pleaseth him to dwell. Yea, the Lord will abide in it forever. The chariots of God are twenty thousand, even thousands of angels. And the Lord is among them as in the holy place of Sinai. Art gone up on high, has let captivity captive, and received gifts from men. Yea, even from thine enemies, that the Lord God might dwell among them. Praise be the Lord daily, even the God who helpeth us and poureth his benefits upon us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twentieth verse of the twenty-third chapter of the book of Proverbs. Do not mix with wine-bibbers, or with gluttonous eaters of meat. For the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty, and drowsiness will clothe a man with rags. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has contentions? Who has complaints? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who linger long at the wine, those who go in search of mixed wine, do not look on the wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it swirls around smoothly. At the last it bites like a serpent and stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things, and your heart will utter perverse things. Yes, you will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea, or like one who lies at the top of the mast, saying, They have struck me, but I was not hurt. They have beaten me, but I did not feel it. When shall I awake, that I may seek another drink? Here ended the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixth verse of the second chapter of the Epistle to the Colossians. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead boldly, and you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. In him were 
you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. Let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshy mind, and not holding fast to the head, from whom all the body, nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments, grows with the increase that is from God. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our god whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, 
the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who knows us to be set in the midst of so many and great dangers, that by reason of the frailty of our nature we cannot always stand upright, grant to us such strength and protection as may support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through jesus christ our lord Amen. morning to all continue our reading from colossians today and um again the, in colossians saint paul appears to be addressing some kind of threat to the to the faith that's been preached there and the exact nature of it has to do with, um, well, it's not exactly clear, but has to do with some kind of of sort of what we call Gnostic, probably, idea that, that there's, there's a certain way to God through secret knowledge or, or, or even with the, with the various threads we read in, in this lesson today, whatever it is that might be a way you have to go to get to God that somehow doesn't understand that Christ possesses the fullness of what we need as, as, the, as the intermediary between ourselves and God. And so um, his, his point in verse six where he says, as you receive Christ, so walk in him. That's the idea of having received the faith, walk is now, this is a way of life living in Christ. And he uses these um, sort of uh, horticulture and construction is rooted and built up in him. It's, a, it's an organic reality. The, the, the idea is that life in Christ is not just following a sort of philosophy, but it is receiving the gift of the Spirit and living in a new way. And as we live in him, the Spirit in us um, causes us to be deeply rooted and then grows up and produces fruit. Whereas these other things that would distract us from the true faith, um, they may look attractive, but they, they won't really produce anything anything new. And he mentions, um, beware if anyone cheats you through philosophy or tradition of men. There's probably an illusion in the philosophy, obviously, to various forms of Greek knowledge that people would say, here's the, 
secret hidden knowledge that can help you understand the fullness of God. The tradition of men would probably be a, a reference to uh, Judaism and the idea that you need to follow the tradition of the old, you know, the, the sort of Pharisaical tradition to, to really be saved. And it's interesting, these still um, are, are uh, poles of, of kind of things that tug at a real relationship with Christ. The idea there's some secret worldly knowledge we have to have that somehow Christ and the scriptural and historical revelation doesn't contain. And there's always the religious error that holds that that we substitute the outward practice. We have to do all these things just this way in order to get the thing we need or God promises to give to us. That the relationship we have with Christ does result in us doing things, but they are the sort of product. We do these things to cultivate the life, not mentally to if I do four things, then God will give me this thing as, as a result. So there's always a danger of falling into that kind of trap of, 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 of religion. And he says um, that, that in Christ, the fullness, all the fullness dwells. It's an important word because it's likely that the philosophy he was attacking here had the idea that that sort of secret philosophy or knowledge would lead to the fullness of God. And, and St. Paul is saying, no, Christ is the fullness. And perhaps the most important thing is this reference to, to baptism, because he mentions circumcision, which makes it clear that some of the error comes from, from Judaism. And circumcision was an outward thing. <clears throat> and he says here that baptism, being the initiation to the new covenant, replaces circumcision. We were circumcised with a circumcision not made with hands, buried with Christ in baptism and raised with him through faith. And this, the main thing is this is an interior transformation, a death to sin, a new birth to a new way of life. And this is the continual process of the Christian life. And that's the main distinction between Christian faith and all other alternatives is an interior transformation. And I think one of the attractions of the things are the temptations to, to, to drift off into some other um, thing is that it's always easier. It's, it's if, if you can just believe a certain thing in your mind or do something in, a, in terms of religious practice, you can avoid the, the daily necessity to face your own sin and disorder, receive the grace of forgiveness, and then go out and live in a new way. So the interior transformation that Christ brings us is, 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 is salvation. And we can be tempted to move away from that maybe because we don't want to face our own disorder or we just, it, it's, it's the other ways are, are easier. So um, the, the point then that he closes just with, he's disarmed the principalities and powers. Christ has conquered the forces of evil and sin, and in him, through baptism and faith, we have all we need for life, and we're, and we're to stay in that life and, and be, live in it and, and grow in it and not let something pull us away from, from that which promises something, but it can't give us what Christ gives us. Who thoughts about Colossians today? O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, 
and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please ye to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Thursday. Thank you. Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, kiddo. Thank you. Have a good day. <clears throat>